Welcome to Sports Daily United, the dopest sports podcast in the world. My name is William Greggs. I run Sports Daily United, and I'm going to be keeping you up to date on all the latest news and all the latest stuff that's going on in the sports world. Let's get into some NBA talk, people. Let's get into some NBA talk, man. So, out in Oakland, the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors, they apparently they having some it's some drama in Golden State right now, man. Um between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Um So, where this whole thing started from was Golden State was playing Los Angeles Clippers uh tie game. I believe it was 116-116. Uh Lou Will goes up, takes a shot, he breaks it. Now, KD and Draymond, they both go for the board. Draymond snags the board from KD, and now he's bringing it down court, okay? Now, if you look at the clip, you can see KD's, like, calling for the ball. Like, give me the ball, you know, like, because that's what KD do. That's He's a scorer. He, he's there to get the buckets. Like, that's what KD does, so he's there. So Draymond snags the board, brings it all the way down court, trips, falls, goes to overtime. Uh, point is... Warriors lose in overtime. All right. So I guess KD wasn't too happy with that. So he had a few choice words for Draymond. So, you know, like they got into it, you know, during, the, um, you know, like the little uh, the break period before overtime starts. They got into it. Um, apparently, you know, after the loss that went back and um, they went into like the locker room. It carried over, you know, a lot of yelling teammates, you know, it was. You know, like, it's being reported that that was one of the most intense times in this championship era of these Golden State Warriors. And, um, yeah, it's not it's not looking good. Um, it's, being, it's being reported that Draymond, you know, he questioned KD about his free agency. He was mad because he felt that Kevin Durant wasn't respecting him and was talking to him as if he was a scrub. You know, like, a, like he felt as if KD was talking to him like he was a bench player. And we all know Draymond, Draymond thinks very highly of himself and respectfully so. You know, Draymond is a great player, but yeah, you know, he he felt like KD was disrespecting him, so he wasn't he wasn't going for it. So they had some choice words. It boiled over into, you know, after the game in the locker room with the other teammates and all that. Um, you know, uh Draymond even questioned KD on his free agency. Point out, told him, well. I don't think nobody really knows for sure what was exactly said, but what's being reported is that Draymond basically told KD is you making this whole season about you when you might not even be here next season. So, you know, it's a little bit of drama going on in Golden State. Um, I I think that they still the best team in the league. Drama, no drama. They're going to win a championship this year. Um, now... The Warriors suspended Draymond Green uh, for one game against the Hawks because of, I guess, what else he said to Kevin Durant. Uh, not everything is being reported or, you know, at least they're withholding information. Of course, the Warriors will withhold information because you want to keep this stuff in-house. So you won't go and now you don't want to look like a like uh, I'm sorry, a dysfunctional organization, you know? So, you know, not everything is being re reported, um, but we can only assume that he is being suspended because of the choice words that he had for KD. 
And what's funny about that is I'm pretty sure that Kevin Durant said some things back to him. Now, maybe Kevin Durant didn't say anything too crazy to him. That's why he didn't get suspended as well. But what it looks like, it, it looks like the Warriors are trying to make Kevin Durant happy as in like a we got your back kind of thing. So, you know, like when like that, because Kevin Durant is a free agent this upcoming offseason. So I do feel like they are, you know, trying to make it look like, you know, come back to us. You know, like we got your back. You know, we took your side with Draymond and situation, you know, sign another one year deal. You know, we could be great. You, you know, you, Clay, Steph. You know, uh, you you know, you guys could keep you know this thing going. We could be a real dynasty, and I feel like that's the angle that they're pushing for. Because if we're being honest, yes, Draymond was drafted to Golden State. Draymond did not come in free agency. Draymond has been there from the beginning. But let's be honest. Like, let's really be honest. Kevin Durant is more important to Golden State than Draymond Green is. I'm sorry. Like, let, let that sink in. Kevin Durant is more important than Draymond Green. Kevin Durant's the be- To me, Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA right now. Honestly, this this man could... Like, let's just look at Kevin Durant. Like, he's reported as being 6'9". Kevin Durant's not 6'9". Kevin Durant's about 7 feet with the wingspan. Of- Kevin Durant is a skinny center that can dribble like a point guard and, and is a sharpshooter and can get to the rim. And he could facilitate if needed. Kevin Durant is an all-around player. One of the most gifted scorers you will ever see in the modern NBA. Like he, he's probably one of the most gifted all-around scorers that we'll probably see in our lifetimes for most of us that will be listening right now. That like that man is a freak. And you know Draymond has to know his role. Because if I'm Kevin Durant, I'd be pissed off too. Why would you grab the ball basically from out of my hands, run down the court, and not even throw up a shot, and then you trip. When if you gave me the ball, I'm a, I'm a better scorer than you. I could have shot a three. I could have probably drew the foul. I probably could have, you know, like I'm a better scorer. Like Draymond, yes, he is a great player. He's a good player, defensive player of the year candidate, yes. But your, your job is not to really score, Draymond. Like you are that nitty-gritty guy that's supposed to, you know, get in people's faces and you know, make people feel un- uncomfortable how you play defense, you know, like you just like you there to annoy people you know, like you throw them off their game with your defense, that's what that's what you're there for and he does a great job at that, so I'm confused on why he did not give the ball and let KD go down for the final shot and if I'm Kevin Durant, that would piss me off I'm not gonna even lie to you, like I- I'll be mad because we lost to the Clippers why are you losing to the Clippers if you're the Golden State Warriors, with KD, Clay. And that's all you really need. KD, Clay, Draymond, even no Steph Curry. Steph Curry didn't play. But it's the it's the Clippers. You're Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, the Golden State Warriors. Why you? That team should have beat. They shouldn't have lost to the Clippers. And they did. And maybe things could have been different if Draymond gave him the ball. Now, me personally, I do think that this is KD's last year with Golden State because. Um, earlier this year, KD was uh, giving you know quotes about he's seen every, everybody else get paid and he feels like he deserves big money because he does. The best player in the world, or at least second best player in the world, he's top two, okay? No, no matter where you want to put it, you know, Kevin Durant's top two. So 
you know, I do feel like he is going to leave. He is going to get that big contract that he wants. And, I, hey, look, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles to play with LeBron James. Um, You know, I think that that will work. And I think that that could be – I think that if KD goes to the Lakers to play with LeBron, I, I think that's the new powerhouse in the West. I, th- I think that would really work out. And the Lakers could afford him. The Lakers could afford to sign an, another max. So – KD could get his money and still be contending. So, you know, I, I just feel like the Warriors situation, that's definitely something that everybody should be keeping their eye on. Uh, I do feel that, you know, that that's something that's important. And, I, you know, we'll see how it plays on. But like I said, I honestly don't think that this is going to really affect their chances of winning the title. Like, what are people, crazy? Wait, what? Because you think... Draymond and, K- and Katie argued that they not go win the championship. Who gonna beat the Warriors in a in a, in a seven game series? Who? If you could tell me who gonna beat the Warriors in a seven game series and give me a legitimate argument, comment down below and you you let me know because there's no way. Come on, there like people say, oh the Celtics are elite, oh the Bucks are elite. Oh no. There's only one elite team in the NBA right now, and that is the Golden State Warriors. Every like the Bucks, the Raptors, all those teams, they're good. They are good teams. The Celtics are a good team. But they are not an elite. No, no team but the Warriors is an elite team. Because if there was another elite team, then this season wouldn't already be a foregone conclusion of who's gonna win it. People would say, oh, you know, well, the Celtics, they're elite. The Bucks are elite, so, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that Golden State is going to win. Come on, stop it. Everybody knows who's winning the championship. Everybody knows. It's not no big secret. There's no other elite team. Another elite team would mean that their title is going to be threatened. The Warriors not. You think the Warriors is worried about anybody? Come on. The Warriors not worried about no other team right now. Now, maybe if... Kevin Durant leaves, all right, you know, but right now, no, the Warriors are the only team in the NBA that is an elite team that can win, and nobody will be beating them, come on, stop it, like, I, I don't, like, I, I don't like when people try to put up these, oh, um, Kyrie Irving and, and Jason Tatum, yes, Jason Tatum is the future, he's not right now. Jason Tatum is not better than Kevin Durant, people. I don't know why Jason Tatum gets brought up so much. Jason Tatum is a great player, and he has a possibility to be what a Kevin Durant is. But that's a lot of hope because it's not guaranteed. Like He is a great player, but Kevin Durant does this, and he's been doing this for a very long time. Just Kevin Durant alone makes them a foregone conclusion with a championship. Stop. Stop it. Like, they are winning the championship, people. And you you guys, only one elite team. Only one elite team. Elite means above you, above the others. A selected few, if there is a few. But in this case, there's only one. Everybody else is good. There is one elite team. One. That's all that I'm going to say is one. All right? Because, look, come on. Like, why are we having this conversation? Like, like, why is it even a topic? Like, we all, come on. Like, stop. Stop it. Stop. Now, we heading down to Houston, uh, where the Rockets, 
it's looking a little shaky to start off the year. Um, it's being reported that they plan on uh, letting go of Melo, uh, supposedly. Um, that's not for sure. Melo is still a part of the team, as I'm currently speaking right now. So there's no news on him being cut or traded or any of that nonsense. Um, but I do feel like Melo is being kind of scapegoated because... The Rockets being six and seven right now does not oh, does not only fall on Melo's shoulders. It's the, it's a whole team. Um, but you know, I I do feel like Melo does not fit the way that Houston plays. So I, like even when before they even got him, I did believe that it was a little weird that they were even trying to go get him because of you know just because I did feel like he he's not gonna fit there. And it was all these questions of, will he be willing to come off the bench? Will he be willing to, you know, uh, not get as many minutes, not be the main man, taking the shot? So all these questions, and, he, and he's and he been coming off of the bench. Um, but, you know, it's just not, it's just not working out, man. Um, you know, like the Rockets, they, like they lost two key, two key defenders this offseason. They lost uh, Mbae Mute and Trevor Ariza. And Trevor Ariza wasn't, was a, a big piece to lose, man. Three and D guy. He's very big piece to lose. And they lost him. And you gotta expect that they wouldn't be as strong on defense just off of that loss alone. Uh like the rest of the lineup is the same except for Ariza. And he was and he was a vital piece to that success. And you know, when you don't have one of your best defenders, usually, you know, nine out of ten times your defense not gonna get better. It's gonna it's gonna get worse. And that's what's happening right now. And yeah, you know, and uh, I do feel like Melo's being scapegoated. I feel like Melo should not be scapegoated. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, wh whatever does happen with Melo going in the future, I do hope that, you know, he goes somewhere where he could be appreciated because I feel like Melo has had a rough past, like, three seasons. So, you know, uh, he, he's getting up there in age. What is Melo, like, 34? Yeah, Melo's about 34. Um, if the Rockets cut him, I I kind of don't see Melo really going to another team. May, at least not a contender. Now, if Melo's okay with playing on a team that's just rebuilding and they just needed a veteran, you know, Melo's name, you know, excite, you know, may, maybe excite a few people. I don't know. Um, I don't feel like, yeah, but I don't feel like Melo will be competing for a championship. And it's sad because Melo has never been in a situation where he could win a championship even though he's had a great career, you know, one of the best ISO scorers that we probably gonna ever see. He was a he was a great ISO scorer, and he he never got the chance to compete for a, a ring. You know, he was never in, in the situation, and you know, uh, most players, you know, some I mean, you know, some players are in it for just the money, and Melo's made his money, so I'm not too sure if he cares if if he got the chance to win a ring or not. But you know, Melo's made his money at least, so he'll you know he'll be fine. On the financial aspect of it but in terms of winning a, a ring i'm i'm pretty sure that most players would like to have gotten a ring at least you know one time in their lives man because you know like that's what you you know like you play to win nobody nobody likes to lose you know you don't want to be the guy on a team that's losing no nobody care about you like yeah you putting up 30 points a game but your team losing so do it matter no it don't matter like you're still a good player but it don't matter. You can't even win no awards. Look at look at Anthony Davis. Like the Pelicans are doing good right now. But look at years past. Anthony Davis has been a monster, and nobody was giving him that much respect. Like your your team is struggling. So so what? You putting up 20, 
24 and 13 or 24 and 11 but your team is struggling so you know nobody really cares so you know uh we'll see what happens with Melo going in the future um i do feel like his nba career is uh kind of coming to an end uh that's a decision that the league is gonna have to make for him or he's gonna have to make it himself and that's pretty self-explanatory people um you know if you're a Melo fan you know you just gotta remember how Melo was back in his prime but what i think is Melo is friends with LeBron James, CP3, you know, Dwayne Wade, you know, all, all them guys. Um, LeBron's not. You see LeBron at 34 and the shit, man, have you seen? LeBron's still playing like he's 24. And I feel like Melo is trying to compare him, you know, saying, you know, we got drafted the same year. We're about the same age. Like, why can't, you know, like, who's to say I can't do that? But, you know, Melo, you got to realize, Melo, you're not LeBron. So you just gotta realize that, bro. Like you, you know, like sometimes it's okay. Like look at Dwayne Wade; he knew it was time to hang it up. So, you know, I, I mean, jeez, like I, I feel like Melo. I, I don't know, man. I feel like Melo's time is done, and you know, in the NBA, it's definitely coming to an end, at least with the competing aspect of it. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Now we go into Philly, where the 76ers have acquired Jimmy Butler in a big blockbuster trade. Uh, the Sixers traded Robert Covington and Dario Saric and Jared Bayless, along with a 2022 second round pick. Um, the 76ers received Jimmy Butler and second year big man Justin Patton. Um, you know, the Sixers, to me, they were already a contending team. Got a bunch of talent, uh, big talent. They got Joel Embiid. They got Ben Simmons, you know, uh, and, and beat is probably the best center in the league right now. So, you know, they do have some great pieces. So I feel like, I felt like coming into the season that they were already contenders, but I do feel like Jimmy Butler does make them probably final favorites. Honestly, right now, I, I would I would probably say that. Yeah, I would say that they are now the favorites to come out of the East to represent the East in the finals. If, if this can work out, if this can gel that you know i do believe that that's who would be coming out of the east uh it's probably the sixers it, i will let me say between the sixers and the celtics that's probably who would be uh representing the east um now i you know because you have to think about it now so with jimmy butler you gotta look at this lineup right now here's how i'm thinking now if i'm the coach this is how i'm gonna line up the 76ers this would be my main starting lineup right so now hear me and i'm gonna explain all right I got Ben Simmons at point guard. I got J.J. Redick at shooting guard. I got Jimmy Butler at the three. I got Amir Johnson at the four and Embiid at the five. Now, I know most people are probably going to be sitting there saying, oh, what about Markel Fultz? Markel Fultz is a great player, or at least he, he has the potential to become a great player. But you cannot play Markel Fultz with Ben Simmons. Why? Everybody knows why. Markel Fultz can't shoot. Ben Simmons can't shoot. You, why would you have those two in your backcourt? It's no, it's no floor spacing. Everybody going to be driving. So now people are going to be playing the paint. No respect for the jump shot. Now that limits what you could do on offense. Because now it's tougher to get a bucket in the paint if teams know that that's the only way that you can score. So you can't play Fultz. Fultz can come off the bench, hopefully learn from Jimmy. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, I just... Yeah, like you, yeah, you can't start the both of them. 
because you have J.J. Reddick, who's a knockdown sharpshooter, and that really spaces the floor, and that helps a lot. That that helps Ben Simmons a lot, and Ben Simmons is better than Marco Fultz right now, and Ben Simmons is their best point guard on that team. 6'10", he's a power forward, but he's, he's a point forward. But start him at point guard, put him on the four. Let him let him guard the four or whatever, or you got Amir Johnson starting if I was the coach. So you let Amir Johnson guard the power forward you got Embiid on the center you got a 6'8 Jimmy Butler on the small forward then you got JJ Redick on the two and then you got Ben Simmons on the one look at that size look at that size matchup like what point guard could really guard Ben Simmons really uh, honestly Ben Simmons is 6'10 most point guards is about 6'5 6'6 they not guarding Ben Simmons that well that's a size mismatch every game that you would have basically unless they you know put a big man on him but then he'll blow by you he has the handles he has everything he, he's a Ben Simmons is really a point guard man he's just a point guard in a big body so he can't like play anything else but power forward or point guard he, he can't but you gotta start him at point guard to me I feel like that would work out really good um and like with the fault situation I don't understand why Fultz, after that injury, how, like, they can't get him right. If you see the other game, it looked like he pump faked, the, like, a free throw, like, right before the ball was supposed to come out. He he bricked it. Fultz used to be a pure scorer, man. Now this guy looks scared to take a three. Like, he would pass up an open three and drive. Like, that, that's not the folks that the Washington... I mean, I'm sorry, he came from Washington, but that's not the folks that the 76ers drafted. Why, like, why can't anybody explain what's wrong with this kid? And as a professional organization, how, like, like no, nobody is saying anything. How serious is this injury? Because now what's happening is you're jeopardizing this young man's career by not properly helping him. I'm not saying that they're not helping him. We, we don't know because they don't say anything. They, they don't say shit. And now you got everybody clowning on Markel Fultz when this man really has a problem. You think Markel Fultz just woke up one day and it was like the movie Thunderstruck? Somebody took his jersey or something and now he don't got his basketball powers no more? This kid is hurt. And it's not funny because you're messing with his career. Like, why? Like, if the shoulder injury is that serious, sit him out another year. It's not it's not worth it. You invested a first round pick. He was the first overall pick that you invested into this kid. Like you guys got to put him in the best situation to succeed. And that's not what they're doing right now. Like this kid is struggling. Like you have it. It really looks bad. Like when he takes a jump shot, a free throw, it looks bad. It, it looks bad. Like. I don't know, like, what's going on, and I don't know why they're so secretive about it. You you know, like, get get him help. Whatever you guys are doing is not working. Try something else, because what you guys are doing is you guys are hurting his career. If this guy is still hurt, do not play him. And if folks don't feel right, he should say something, because now you look bad, bro. You look bad. You have all this potential. You show all this potential. If you're not right, do not play. Do not jeopardize yourself, bro. Do not play. Don't. I don't get it. Like, don't play if you're not feeling right. And he's saying, after that free throw that against the, against the Heat, where it looked like he, you know, it looked like he pumped fake and looked like he was, I don't even know what it looked like. It looked like a glitch in 2K. 
It looked like when you play in my career and you at the free throw line and your controller die during the middle of the free throw. Then, it, you know, it just, it just come out brick. Like, bro, come on. You got to be smart. You got to think about the future. Look at MB, look at Embiid. Embiid didn't play for like two years when he got drafted. Look at him now. He waited till he was healthy. He didn't force himself to play. It's all about you. You got to think about that, man. Like, you got to think about yourself. Because the organization, you keep playing like this, the organization going to get rid of you. And they're going to draft another version of you. That was what they wanted. That's how the league is. That that's how sports. It's a business. You not producing, they will get rid of you, bro. Do not give them a reason to get rid of you. You know, if you're not healthy, say it. Say that you need more time. Ain't nobody gonna be mad at you, man. Is nobody gonna be mad at you, man? And you gotta just, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, folks. Because this, this man, like what you're doing right now, is not. This is not looking good, man. It's not at all. And you know, I feel like you need help. Like you need help. It's being reported that you don't even speak to your shooting coach anymore. Yeah, fire him. Get you a new shooting coach because what he got you doing is obviously not working. If you are still doing this, man, unless you're not putting in the work at the gym, bro. So you let me know, or I mean, you know, you don't. You probably not gonna even hear this. I'm talking about let me know. You know, you let them know that you need help, man. You need help, bad folks, and. If you don't get help, man, nothing's going to change. And unless you're going to just get your defensive game up, like you're going to be a lockdown defender so that your scoring is, you know, kind of undermined by how great you play defense, this could hurt your career, bro. So, you know, you know what you got to do, man, and you got to just do it. Triple Bs, Triple Bs, man. We going to talk some more about the ball, feel me, a little bit. Um... So some updates have happened since LaMelo Ball has been at Spire Institute. Um, so over the weekend, let's uh, get started with this. Over the weekend, LaMelo Ball played his first game on Saturday against a team from Pennsylvania. I, call, I think they're called like the Hill. D don't matter. We don't care about them. We here to talk about Spire and LaMelo. Uh, point is, LaMelo had 20 and 13 first game. Man basically came off the plane, came and dropped a, a double-double. I don't get why people hate on this kid so much. Like, this this kid is a great basketball player, and people, they just love to hate on this kid. And I, I cannot stand that because it's not his fault that his dad has him in the spotlight making him do all these crazy things. So I, I cannot stand when I see people hate on this young man that's just trying to achieve his dream through basketball. What is wrong with that? Like, you have to realize, like, he's in a situation that most 16-year-old kids couldn't even... 16-year-old, man, 17, 16-year-old kids will love to be in his situation. Will love to be LaMelo Ball. Stop hating on this kid. The great player, man, and he's showing it. I think he's going to be the best ball brother, man. But something that's really making me mad is that a lot of these top teams that were scheduled to play Spire Academy are dropping their games such as La Lumiere in Indiana, uh, the famous Oak Hill Academy in Virginia, and St. Benedict's Prep right here in Newark, right here in New Jersey. They dropping games against Spire because they feel like LaMelo Ball played professionally in Lithuania, so he should not be eligible to play against high school kids. That is so retarded. That makes no sense. LaMelo Ball is 17 years old. He is the same age as all your other kids. 
You acting like this. Like they acting like bro. They're acting like Lamelo Ball is 45 years old or like 36. This man is 17. He's a 17-year-old kid. He's just trying to play basketball. You gonna talk about? Oh, your institute does not want to play against professionals. D Even if he, d okay, look, the Ball family is saying he didn't get, you know, uh, paid. So technically, he should still be eligible. But even if he was getting paid to play basketball, this kid is 17 years old. What the hell? What is the difference between him and Oakland Hills? Uh, I believe the I believe he's top top five prospect in his class. Uh, Cole Anthony, if I'm saying that name right, uh, I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm sorry, but this kid's a top. He could probably went pro in Lithuania too if he had the father and the means and the popularity to do that. What's the difference? Lamelo Ball is 17. What is the difference? This guy is not 28. He's not a 28-year-old grown man with a family who was in Lithuania and in Spain playing overseas. This kid went to Lithuania for like six months, barely played basketball. And now y'all going to drop games because you're going to sit here and say you don't want to play against a professional athlete? That makes no sense. Come on. You're you going to drop the game. That shows that y'all are weak and y'all scared, honestly. Y'all probably scared. Because y'all know LaMelo Ball is a problem. And y'all don't want to get exposed by LaMelo Ball. That's honestly what it is. And honestly, let's not act like these other prep schools did not try to sign LaMelo Ball. Let's not, well not sign because it's high school. But let's not act like they didn't inquire about his services to come play for their team. Now what I think it is, I think that these teams is mad that he didn't come to them. So now they're like, alright, we're going to mess up what you got because you didn't come to us. It's ridiculous. It's making me mad because like you taking it out on him when it's not his fault. He went to the situation that is that he felt is the best situation for him. So you got to respect that. But, you know, they want to make it a whole big media circus and all this nonsense. And it's, 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 just, it's just not right, man. And we're going to see how the season turns out for Spire with the tournaments and all the big competition, other games that didn't get canceled yet that they have coming up. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see, man. But. You know, like don't don't take it out on the kid because of what the father's doing. And I think LeVar Ball is a great dad, but this does fall on LeVar Ball. So, you know, you know, don't let that fall on Melo, man. You know, don't let that fall on him. But um and also, uh speaking of LaMelo, uh LaMelo was actually saying that he wants to play college basketball. Now that I do not think that's going to be possible. Uh, it's tricky because people are saying that there are loopholes and ways to still be eligible to play. So, you know, the NCAA is kind of crazy with how they do their rulings. So I'm, I'm not too sure on how that could work. But, you know, we'll see. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know because... Yeah, like he did sign with the agent, and I thought that once you sign with the agent, you are ineligible. Um, I, I don't know all the rules, but that's just what I was thinking. But people are saying that it'll be tough for, for him to get eligible, but they're saying that it's a possibility for him to be eligible. And LaMelo himself, he's he said Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, and Michigan State. He said those are teams that he's interested in, and I guess maybe he's had talks. I'm not too sure. I, I don't know, but maybe he, he's had talks of attending their programs. So, you know, we'll see how that works out after this year. We'll see what goes on with the Ball family. In NFL news, moving on to football, uh, 
Last week, it was Des Bryant got signed by the New Orleans Saints, and Thursday he got signed, and actually on Friday he tore his Achilles, I'm guessing during practice. Uh, you know, that's very unfortunate for a player who basically waited all season for the right opportunity. He wanted to compete for a championship. He got signed to the best team in the league right now, and his, you know, his Achilles just wasn't agreeing with him, and he got hurt, and that's very unfortunate, and I and I feel bad for Dez, man. Um, I hope that, you know, Dez can get back. Uh, you know, he could, you know, make a full recovery. But I I do believe that Des Bryant's career is probably over in the you know in the NFL. So you know maybe he could come back do some pundit work or you know um, yeah. But I do believe that that was like like his last chance really. And the tour Achilles is not gonna help him. And you know you know it's just, it's a very unfortunate situation. Cooper Cup, wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams, uh, he tore his ACL too. Um, he tore his ACL last week. Uh, I, for, I forgot. Against, oh, against the Seahawks, I believe. Yes, he tore his ACL against the Seahawks. Uh, so we just want to wish Cooper Cup uh, a speedy recovery. We, we hope the best for him, and we hope that he can come back stronger and, you know, help out this great team that's in Los Angeles. Now, speaking of the Saints, uh, the Saints signed Brandon Marshall. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that it's just because since they signed Dez, I guess they wanted another big body. Um, so yeah, the Saints signed Brandon Marshall for the rest of the season. Um, he played six games for Seattle before he was cut. Uh, during them six games, he had 11 receptions, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I'm not too sure what Brandon Marshall's role will be in New Orleans. Uh, I'm not too sure if he'll even be fantasy relevant. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, you give him a look just because he is playing with Drew Brees in that explosive offense. But I'm not too sure what his role would be. I don't know if he'd be used as a decoy, if he'd be the number two, number three. I'm not, I'm not too sure. But, you know, we'll see how that works out for Brandon Marshall. Uh, you know, hopefully he, you know, he can show his value too because he was once a, a top receiver. And, you know, just age, I guess, just catches up with you, slows down your play. You know, some injuries come. You know, it just slows down. Father Tom is undefeated. So, you know, hopefully we'll see how Brandon Marshall does. And, you know, we'll hopefully... See, you know, the Brandon Marshall of old that can help the Saints out and make them even, even an even more elite offense because you pair him up, let's say, if he even plays decent, you got Michael Thomas, who's the top receiver in the league. You got Brandon Marshall. Then you got Traycon Smith, the rookie, who's showing great promise. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get into some Le'Veon Bell talk, man. So Le'Veon Bell will not play the rest of this year. You will not see Le'Veon Bell back. You will not see Le'Veon Bell back. Um, he he didn't show up by the 4 p.m. deadline, so he he is ineligible to receive the franchise tag. They can't force him to come back, so he's out for this whole year. And with doing this, he what, what did he lose? He lost 14.5 million dollars by not coming this year. Man, that's a lot of money. But I guess he has a bigger picture with free agency. He didn't want to risk his body. Um, shoot. I'd show up for I'd show up for a million. <laughs> I would show up for a million, but 14.5 is nothing to him. Um, he's looking at, at the bigger picture. And I, I do agree with what he's doing. Um if you look at it, uh Earl Thomas was gonna hold out too. Same thing. But Earl Thomas said, you know what? Let me come back. Let me play for my team, for, for my for my brothers. Got hurt broke his leg season's done 
Earl Thomas is not going to get the money that he wants in free agency because of this. Now, Le'Veon Bell, coming off of a year where he didn't play, I'm pretty sure he's working out. His body's going to be in top shape. You know, he's going to be looking at teams like, hey, look, I didn't play. I got no injury concerns. I'm a top running back when I do play. I've, hey, look, he's Le'Veon Bell's going to get paid. So the $14.5 million that he sacrificed, I I do think that that's going to pay off for him. I, I think he's he's going to sign a big, the, the biggest contract that a running back's ever signed. I do believe that. I do think that he will set the new precedent for running back contracts after he gets his deal with whoever. Um, now, they did come out. Vegas did come out with uh, favorites for, you know, where Le'Veon Bell will land uh, is top five. Uh, I'm going to start from five to one just to cause some suspense all right we're gonna start from the bottom we're gonna go to the top all right all right so at number five you got the green bay packers they're saying that that's the landing spot that Le'Veon Bell could potentially be at I I don't think so I well mm, if you want to compete you know you got Aaron Rodgers you got you know nice core players you got Devontae Adams but then they also have Aaron Jones who is showing that he can be a top back if given the carry. So I'm not too sure uh, how I feel about that. Maybe that's why they're at five. But, you know, let's move it on. Let's move it on. Um, at number four, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. At number three, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number two, we got the Oakland Raiders. And at number one, we have the New York Jets. Why the hell will Le'Veon Bell go to the New York Jets? I mean, maybe if they offer him the most money, then I guess. But if you want to compete right now, I don't know if Le'Veon wants to compete or if he just wants to get paid. But if you want to compete, you are not going to the Jets, bro. You not going to the Jets. No. No, 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 no. Not right now. Sam Darnold, I do believe, will be a top QB in the league. But maybe he takes that leap next year. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't see the Jets competing next year. And if you want to compete, out of all these teams on the, on the list, it'd probably be the last two. The Eagles and the Packers. Packers number five. Eagles number four. You want to compete. Those are two teams. Or maybe even the Bucks, actually, because the Bucks do have a lot of talent. Let me, you know, the Bucks got OJ Howard, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. I don't know. But if you want to compete, to me, I would go to either the Eagles or the Packers. Most likely the Eagles. I do believe that the Eagles are well, are more well-balanced team than the Packers, despite what their season's looking like this year. I do believe that the talent that they have is more than the Packers with the young quarterback with Carson Wentz. So, you know, if I was Le'Veon, depending on the money and the situation, I'd probably go with the Eagles. But... You know, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, kudos to him. He said he was going to do this. He said he was going to He said, y'all not going to give me a big contract. I'm going to sit out. And he did exactly that. He, he sat out. Got to respect it. Got to respect it. In other sports news, NFL news, the Bills have cut Nathan Peterman. I repeat, the Bills have cut Nathan Peterman. Sweet Jesus. Who would it? Man... Nathan Peterman is terrible. He is literally horrible. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it took him so long. I had to cut Nathan Peterman his rookie year. Nathan Peterman is garbage. You could put me at QB. Me. You put me behind. Yo, you give me the ball. You pay me $2 million a year. I would be a better quarterback than Nathan Peterman. 
my mom would be a better quarterback than Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman is garbage. He is terrible. Probably the worst quarterback I've ever seen. I had never seen a quarterback play this bad. I mean, damn. Like, what you... Like, you... Did they... Is Nathan Peterman playing like he got picked up from the street the game before... Like, the day before the game, they had to learn everything and then go out there and play. Man, look. This year, through four games, Nathan Peterman has seven picks. One touchdown. It's like Nathan Peterman plays defense while at quarterback for the other team. What kind of not... Look. In eight career games, Nathan Peterman has 12 picks. How do you throw 12 picks in eight games and you still in the NFL? Are you serious? But Colin Kaepernick can't get a job? Like, do you do you think that that's, that's crazy? You think Colin Kaepernick should not be in the NFL, but Nathan Peterman should be in the NFL? I don't think a team even signs Nathan Peterman to the practice squad well mm, maybe because the practice squad QB is supposed to throw interceptions so he'll, he'll be great at pra practice squad MVP every year if I'm Nate Peterman because you throwing picks anyways you might well get paid to throw picks but you know about time that they cut him and I, I honestly don't see Nathan Peterman ever playing quarterback for anybody else ever again with that body of work that he showed I'd how, how do you justify that so you know sheesh because that that's bad like he he is he is very bad um now let's move on uh we got you know we're gonna talk talk about some uh some new york football with the new york giants uh they came off of beating the 49ers 27 to 23 e eli looked good man um everybody was saying that this week could possibly be the last week that he's at qb starting you know, uh, and I think Eli earned himself another week to start. Uh, he went out there. He 19 for 31, three touchdowns, no interceptions. What like what else could you ask for him and a win? I yeah, I mean I you know it's like I said I do believe that the Giants do need to move on from quarterback, but you know not right now. Uh, well like yes now, but when I say like not right now, I mean not next week after the after the display that he just showed. You know you, you gotta give him an, another week, and I feel like his next bad game, then you pull the plug. You know you put in Kyle Lalletta. You know you see what he can do. If he can't do anything, you have the draft. You have a couple you know Q QBs that look good coming into this draft. So you know you gotta see your uh, options, but. You know, Eli definitely did deserve to get another start for another week. And, you know, uh, hopefully the Giants could keep this momentum going. Uh, I don't know, you know, like what the plans for the future is at quarterback. But, you know, you just got to just trust the GMs. You, you got to just trust the process. And, you know, things will be better because things can't get much worse. So, <laughs> you know, um, and that's it. Like, I do believe that Eli did deserve another start. So... Let's get on to the power rankings for week 11. The Sports Daily United power rankings. Let's get straight into it, man. Um, every week, every Tuesday after the, we you know, after that week's game is ended, we post the power rankings for the next week that's coming up. We give you the five teams that we think are the five best teams, five informed teams right now. And you know, let's just get straight into it. Let's come on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Number five, we got your Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers have looked great. 
They have been on a win streak. They, they, they look really good, man. And they look like a dangerous team. Uh, they're the second best team in L.A. It's only, it's, only, it's only two. So, I mean, they, you know, ain't nowhere else they could have went. But they looking nice. And the and the L.A. fans are starting to appreciate that because their stadium is looking a little bit more filled. I remember early on, that stadium was dead. It was nobody there. The stadium was empty. But, you know, now it's looking good. You know, they're winning. They're, you know, they're an electric offense. They got Melvin Gordon. You got Mike Williams. Phillip Rivers is still looking as good as a QB as ever. He's a lot of, lot of talent, man. A lot of talent on the L.A. Chargers. And if they keep playing like this, people are going to have to start paying some attention to him, man. Number four. Your Pittsburgh Steelers. Do I got to say anything, man? Did we see what the Pittsburgh Steelers did to the Carolina Panthers on Thursday Night Football? 52 to 21. No Le'Veon Bell. Look at what they are doing after such a rough start to their season. 52 to 21. They mean business. The Steelers mean business. Look at James Conner. Man is a beast. They won't even miss Le'Veon, honestly. Let's be honest. What would Le'Veon Bell be doing right now that James Conner not doing? The Steelers, man, that offense is crazy. A.B., Juju, James, Ben, even the tight ends, Vance, Jesse James. Look at them. Look at them. What 52 to 21 on a good Panthers team. The Panthers aren't no scrubs. Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Devin Funches, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Greg Olson. Look at them. Come on, son. Like, look at that, man. Like, the team is just too good. And they putting up points. They started off the year rough, but but man, Mike Tomlin got them together real quick. Looking dangerous, man. Let's move on. At number three. Now, dropping down is the LA Rams. I had them at two last week. But the Rams really like the Rams are a great team. The Rams are still in a in the, the Rams are still in an elite team, man. And the Rams, they they have a lot of great talent. They are one of the best teams in the league. Nobody is saying that. But like their run defense, man. Like I had to drop them. Look at what the Seahawks were doing to them with on the ground. And Chris Carson didn't even play. They had the two backups going off on them. Now they still beat the Seahawks. Because they beat the Seahawks 36-31. But that run defense is cause for concern, man. Because you letting Mike Davis and Rashad Penny, who's been underperforming for a first-round pick, go off like that? And you can't stop them? And you know that the Seahawks, they they the Seahawks run the ball. That's what that's what the Seahawks do. So you know going in what they're gonna do, and you you couldn't stop them. Now, even though you guys won a tough game, and I give you guys credit, because that was a great game, that was a great win, but you had to get dropped. Because that's unacceptable. You letting that many yards on the on the ground game. You got Aaron Donald. You got Indomitian Sue, Dante Fowler. Come on, get get better, man. You have to stop the run. Cause if not, they're gonna be walking all. You got you guys gonna get punched in the mouth every single game. Every game, teams is looking to run it down your throats, and y'all can't stop it. And I I gotta figure it out. Y'all are grown men getting paid to tackle. Figure it out. At number two, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, who were at number three last week, but they moving on up because I now after seeing the Chargers, not the Chargers, after seeing the Rams play, I do believe that the Chiefs is better than the Rams, given the Rams display on Sunday. 
I, like and I I do feel yeah I feel I feel like they're better. The Chiefs got the best offense in the NFL. Well, mm, it's arguable. Mm, Chiefs are the Saints, but you know what I'm trying to say. The Chiefs are the top scoring offense right now. And but actually this week they only, they only beat the Cardinals 26-14. So I guess we could clap it up for the Cardinals defense. The Cardinals defense held them held them below their regular average. I think the Chiefs averaged what like 36 points. So the Chiefs they like, they doing their thing. So I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Number one. The New Orleans Saints. You knew who it was. You knew who it was, man. Come on, stop it. 51 points on the Bengals. A respectable Bengals. A respectable Bengals team right now. 51 points. Went in there. Smacked them. Smacked the Bengals. What? 51 to 14? absolutely destroyed the Bengals man come on like the Saints Saints gotta be a Super Bowl favorites right now man Saints gotta be a Super Bowl favorites but if you agree with this top five list comment below let me know you know uh, reach out to us on our social medias and everything let us know at Sports Daily United on Instagram follow our YouTube at Sports Daily on YouTube and on Twitter at Sports Daily uni uni one you know let us know like we could debate I, I love to debate with people you know I, I love people that give their uh, opinions and i love people that know the sports and i love people that know what they're talking about so if you have an opinion you know let me know man now let's get into some monday night football talk for next week uh big game next week man big game uh if you just listened into our power rankings the number two team versus the number three team the la chargers I'm sorry, the L.A. Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs, man. That's going to be a big game. It's going to be a shootout. That's going to be a big game. And it's going to be a game that I believe that the Chiefs do win at the end. Yes. Yes. I do think that the Chiefs, that that offense is going to be too much for that for that Rams defense, man. Uh, I, it's like I said, the, the Rams can't stop you on a run. What do you think Kareem Hunt going to do to them boys? They let Rashad Penny and Mike Davis go off. What do you think that Kareem Hunt is going to be doing? Honestly. What do you come on? Kareem Hunt's gonna go crazy, I, and Pat Mahomes is gonna put up his numbers. Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, look Tyreek Hill. Who's stopping that offense? Come on, they like it's gonna be impossible for them to keep up with the Chiefs, especially with that run defense. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But another thing with with that game, that game was supposed to be in Mexico City, and uh, some pictures recently came out of the field and the field conditions, how it looked. It looked terrible. Uh, players were threatening to not want to play anymore. Well, not play, like not quit, but they just wasn't like there was players willing to sit out that game. They didn't want to risk their health. So I can't be mad at them because those pictures did look bad and it, it's not, yeah, nah, it's not looking good. No, yeah, nah. So what happened is the NFL decided to move the game to LA. So I'm guessing it's going to be a home game for the Rams. So I don't know. But, you know, we'll see. All right, that's all the time that I got. Um, thank you for listening. It's like I said, uh, follow us on Instagram at Sports Daily United. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Daily Uni 1. And follow us on YouTube at Sports Daily United. And, you know, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. And we're going to come back with more content, better content. It's only the second podcast. And I thank you guys for all listening, man. And you guys have a great day. God bless you.